0: A big thank you to everyone tuning in, and a warm welcome to the podcast on Starting and Scaling AI Ventures, where I would host AI leaders from across the globe in an attempt to bridge the large gap of what it means to be AI-powered and how you can help your organization get there. The seventh edition of this podcast features Dr. Rohini Srivatsa. Dr. Rohini is the National Technology Officer for Microsoft India, where she is responsible for helping customers and partners across the industry and the government drive innovation and growth through tech intensity in the age of Industry 4.0. Her 25-plus years career spans business and technology with strategy consulting at the Boston Consulting Group and IBM Global Business Services, operations and sales at startups, and R&D at at and Bell Labs. Dr. Rohini is a member of the Wiley Innovation Advisory Council, is on the advisory council of the ECE department at the Carnegie Mellon University, and serves on the Scientific Advisory Committee for NMICPS, Department of Science and Technology, the Government of India. She was recognized among the top 10 most influential analytics leaders in India in 2019 by the Analytics India magazine. Dr. Rohini holds an MBA from Wharton, and earned her Ph.D. in computer engineering from UT Austin. Thank you for being a part of this conversation, Dr. Rohini. Thank you,
1: Shantanu. Good to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you. Could you tell us a little about some interesting areas of work that you're undertaking as the National Technology Officer for Microsoft India and what a typical work day for you looks like?
1: shantanu as my role as national technology officer my job is to help our customers partners industry and the government think about uh, how technology is going to be transforming their uh, uh, their organizations and the country and one area that i work on uh, is the uh, is artificial intelligence uh, my own background has been fairly technical in the field for uh, close to 25 plus years But today I'm driving a set of initiatives that really can be thought about Microsoft's approach to bringing our vision, AI vision to to life. Uh, And there are four elements uh, of of what that looks like. Um, There is an element clearly about digital transformation. right? Every every organization is going through digitization and then data creation and, and using that data to to transform their business or their organization or the country. Uh, the second element of it is about uh, coalitions, whether it's with the government or industry bodies or policy-making bodies for innovating but in a responsible manner. Um, the third element is around um, helping the country, helping the ecosystem be ready for AI. Uh, in terms of skills and employability. And finally, AI is not just about the corporate world or the government. It's also about a broader societal impact. So the fourth element becomes about sustained societal impact. So I feel very proud about Microsoft's approach to uh, this AI vision, which is very holistic in nature, uh, understands the the power of this technology in, in transforming the uh, the country, the business, the society, and and therefore has this holistic four pronged approach. What a typical day looks like i don't think I have a typical day. I think um, a lot of my work ends up being with bus- customers, partners, government, uh, so a lot of interactions uh, with with uh, various senior stakeholders. Um, I work with a fairly large community across Microsoft. Uh, different parts of Microsoft India as well as globally, so exchanging and and uh, and empowering people within the organization to uh, to help our customers partners. So it tends to be fairly fluid, uh, fairly um, dynamic, and uh, and I thrive in that in many ways.
0: Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for that, and and just double clicking on a point that you mentioned. Uh, since AI is something that's that's primary to a lot of what you do in the day, uh, additionally, a 2019 Microsoft study found AI to drive high potential growth for the next phase of growth, especially in India. Uh, could you tell us a little about what you believe could be the most probable drivers for this growth?
1: Sure. So you must be aware of a, a study by PwC and then some other studies have also happened in the last few years. Yeah. Wherein globally, it is uh, uh, it is projected that uh, AI would add fourteen percent to the global GDP by twenty thirty, and that translates to some fifteen point seven trillion dollars. Now, that clearly is a number that at the at the very global level. So, we did this study last year to understand what is it that. Uh, uh, we will see in India and what do business leaders in India look, like, look at when they think about the adoption of AI and what are the key drivers. So the, the big elements we found were uh, business leaders think of AI or consider AI to help them in terms of their competitiveness. Uh, they believe that uh, AI would help in uh, acceleration of innovation. Uh, there is also an understanding that customer engagements can be improved with AI. Uh, there is additional PNL which of course uh, translates in terms of margins in terms of better uh, PNL performance, which means higher, uh, higher margins and finally about employer productivity. So these are the five broad drivers we heard business leaders attribute uh, for adoption of AI competitiveness, accelerated innovation, better customer engagements, higher margins, and productive employees. Now clearly we'll try to go deeper into each one of them, but at the top level, that's what we found. And we also saw that if we think around these, uh, uh, these primary dimensions, how are the current leaders versus people who have yet to go forward with AI, how are they differing? And so there was also some, some data to, uh, to substantiate these five drivers.
0: Very interesting, uh, Dr. Roni, that you mentioned the PwC study as well, because I think I very recently came across that one. And and very uh, true that I think a lot of competitive advantage and a lot of things that you mentioned are center stage. And again, uh, deep diving into a point that you mentioned as a part of your role. uh, Since AI, of course, uh, since with the boom of AI, there is a necessity for workers and even students to reskill and upskill to remain relevant and play a part, of course, in tomorrow's workforce. But a lot of the jobs that are at least being created in the short term uh, seem a little skewed towards lower quality roles like data annotators and a lot of those things. So uh, do you see uh, an equal opportunity of sorts being created when AI starts to backfill the roles it deprecates in the near future?
1: That's a good question. And I would first encourage us to think about AI as a slightly broader gamut than just data uh, uh, and and think slightly broader and think about intelligence as a broader concept, experiences, platforms, solutions because it takes all of these to really think about what AI really means as it is experienced or as the final end user uses it. But um, the reason I put that is because that helps one think about what are the jobs uh, that will be required going forward. Uh, And when we say jobs, we have to make a distinction between tasks and jobs. Uh, So when we think about tasks that are many tasks uh, are are combined to think about a job. Then what we find, and the double click there, in fact, has been uh, uh, has been reinforced by other studies as well. Is that we think AI will augment and not displace jobs, and we are starting to see that in many uh, in many professions, whether it is customer service, whether it is uh, 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 loan disbursement uh, across different sectors, right? And so i think in in many ways when we start to understand that it's about tasks and not jobs uh, and you start to see that ai is beyond data it takes solutions it takes platforms it takes intelligence to really make it come alive then you start to say okay so what is my um, employment uh, uh, you know realm going to look like and what we have found is that the kind of uh, Augmentation we find that AI would help employees do in terms of doing their existing jobs better. They will reduce the amount of repetitive routine tasks that make part of employees jobs. And therefore it will create new kinds of jobs which are knowledge-based, which require that human ability that is not just about tasks. That requires us to then think about skilling when you think about you know what what are the tasks which will get uh, uh, mechanized or, or you know automated and therefore what what are the skills required for people to, to really have those uh, enriching jobs then one starts to see a certain different kind of pattern and what one looks at are qualities which are about uh, uh, about interpersonal skills which are about entrepreneurship and initiative thinking, which are around, uh, you may call, connect the dots of cross-domain thinking, creativity. Um, And some of those schools' skills, and even digital skills beyond just repetitive skills, some of these become more important in terms of the cognitive level of skills that one needs to then, uh, then build the skills on uh, and I call them often left brain and right brain skills in some ways, uh, to be able to pay, prepare for the, world, uh, the world, of, uh, world of tomorrow. So it is very important for us to double click uh, and understand what does, what does AI mean in terms of the job versus tasks.
0: And that's a very uh, beautiful differentiator that you make between tasks and job because I personally, this is one of the first times that I'm hearing a very unique perspective on this one. Uh, Additionally, since you mentioned entrepreneurship as well, I wanted to switch gears uh, to a different sort of question, which is, in the race of sorts that we have for intelligence in say technology or intelligence and capability, the stage at which an organization is usually plays a huge role in terms of data collection. Uh, Is there a particular way you would recommend early stage startups to go about building strong AI systems? if they start off in a niche domain and they don't really have relevant data to begin with?
1: That's that's a very good question. And I would again draw back to the earlier point I was making about the whole data and AI continuum. right? And I was talking about the fact that data is one part of artificial intelligence. There is more from perspective of uh, algorithms, from perspective of what you may use as a... Uh, uh, as, as a platform that provides you built in uh, uh, technologies and cognitive services and experiences to understand end to end as to what are you really delivering as is in terms of your business value, right, in terms of what your startup is about to deliver. So with that in context in mind, um, look, I think the element of data is a very important one and that 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 one space is where uh, a comment I'd like to make is there is data out there from perspective of public data and Microsoft is pretty vocal and is, uh, is, is driving some several initiatives in the space of open data, uh, because we do believe that uh, data will become and increasingly will become a source of economic value uh, and therefore how to create ecosystems that allow for data sharing, uh, particularly um, the uh, what you may call as non-personal and, and anonymized data uh, and so that is a journey that we are on. But having said that, uh, as a platform provider, right, we think of Microsoft, we're not think we, Microsoft is a technology platform provider. Um, our role we see as being able to help startups, uh, in particular, able to help startups to create innovation uh, by being empowered. Let me explain what I mean by that. Microsoft in its long journey and through our Microsoft research, uh, which has been around for more than 25 years, we've been in the world of artificial intelligence for some time. And we've had our own set of breakthroughs, whether it's in the area of speech recognition or or vision or language. Uh, What we mean by meaningful innovation is that our role is to take this, this innovation from inside the company and put it out there on our platform so that startups can use this innovation in the form of APIs, in the form of cognitive services, and leverage it to create intelligence into their own products and services. Because at the end of the day, we think of our innovation is something that needs to get out there to empower people. And how do we do that? Uh, The, if you think about the platform and what does the platform provide? Provides you a place where you have data, you have compute, you have all kinds of coding uh, tools and frameworks both open source as well as uh, proprietary ones, uh, but all the uh, all the uh, well-known third-party uh, uh, frameworks like TensorFlow, CAFE, et cetera, are all out there. But also how empowerment means empowerment for different levels of skill. So you may have somebody who's primarily, let's say an IT engineer, app developer, not really a data scientist. Can that person leverage pre-built AI solutions? cognitive services, on decision-making, on vision, speech, language, and infuse our intelligence into their application just by using APIs, because these are pre-built services. They don't require you to create, have any data science, understanding, or any data. Then of course, there are services which are on bots. So you can create conversational AIs, which is using again, language capability and knowledge uh, knowledge APIs, uh, AI services, to create um, intelligent conversational AI. Now you have a group of people who's a smaller subset, which is people who are data scientists, who are machine learning specialists who want to do custom AI models. For them, there is the platform provides an ability to have a very custom, um, uh, all, all the frameworks and tools to do custom AI development. The reason I say this gamut, right, is because to your point about startups, at the end of the day, startups are there to create value for their customer segment, whatever the problem they're looking to solve, whether it is fintech or healthcare or education. They are looking to use AI to make their product or service intelligent. And we see our role from a platform perspective. How do we enable that in a way that is agile, that is scalable, and that is the, that that is uh, you know at the at the uh, uh, most advanced stage of technology that the person is not having to play catch up right and that is what a platform allows and to me that is my advice to early to startups that you know leverage the the the, the power of platforms and the ecosystem which are which are getting created to to be able to uh, sort of pole vault or 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 you know create the that that experience that uh that other companies that you know established players um you know uh, there's an opportunity there to occupy
0: i think very interesting and very glad that you mentioned the platform play as well because uh early in my journey as well with startups i think full disclosure we've made sure to use as much of azure and microsoft as we could and uh, of course on your point to uh, using open source apis right and and i just wanted to double click on this since this is a problem that i felt a lot of entrepreneurs initially face as well and for early stage data science startups or ai startups how important uh, would you believe is it for this the say for example the C suit or the founders to be data literate or even say very hands-on with data or is it just that They can hire data teams or use these APIs to solve problems at scale without even knowing the deep details, right? Because now they're empowered, all they just need to do is plug and play.
1: So, look, I think today pretty much across the board, I would say that um, people need to become data literate to the extent of understanding how their business relates to data whether it is about uh, their business model or whether it is about efficiencies in their business, whether their customer experience or their core uh, you know, business model is, is based on it or their employees. I think the, the element of data literacy to me is, is foundational. I mean, everybody needs to have it. Now, the question that you're asking is, is, is actually a little bit more nuanced, right? What you're asking is that depending on the startup I'm in, uh, if I'm an e-commerce startup and I need to be able to provide the right recommendation to my customers, then the person who's developing the product definitely needs to have a deep understanding of what algorithms are out there, what is available as API, what is their secret sauce that they need to put into the algorithm to be able to create something that is their core differentiator. And that's again where a platform comes into play because what a platform does it is it gives you the framework and tools and data and, and compute horsepower in one place. And therefore you are able to then focus on what I call the secret sauce, right? Which is your differentiator, your thinking about that customer segment and be able to create that uh, differentiated uh, offering. So I think that, that understanding of you know, how much of, uh, of technology is going to adapt and how much of the capability you're going to create inside will is important. And Satya calls it a tech intensity, uh, you know, a product between tech, tech capability and tech adoption. But having said that, even as a startup matures and you think about, you know, um, how deep they want to be in the world of data and AI, I think every organization, large or small, is going to have to think about their maturity, right? And the maturity might come along their understanding of: uh, really, are they at a foundational level? Do they have data even in in, in in a uh, in, in a data lake, whether it's in silos? Do they have a cultural uh, understanding of what their uh, their their organization capabilities are on data? Uh, do they have the algorithms? Do they have uh, their KPIs are they based on use cases? Are you thinking about data and AI end to end? So I think the, that maturity I think is is more relevant from a from an organization as it is uh, as it is scaling up, but from a startup perspective, to your original question, I would say data literacy is a must is is a must, but again, depending on what the startup is creating, they will need to keep uh, have have people who have. Um, you know, uh, different levels of uh, of in-depth understanding of uh, of data science, uh, because again, it's their secret source versus what a platform provides you in terms of the capabilities.
0: Definitely. And uh, very, again, uh, I think this is something that I've heard very uniquely as well, because a lot of people mention that, I uh, think it's just a very blanket term, but the way that you uh, mentioned, it's it's something offered to each his own or to each their own sort of a nuance is something that's very important to Uh, make as well that you do right now. Uh, Also, since uh, I I wanted to switch gears to move to another area of expertise of yours, which is business strategy. Uh, How do you believe say the AI data science roadmap in an in an organization should be driven? Is it something that should be tied to business metrics or KPIs that are going to bring in money? Or should it be more free form like a research uh, strategy of sorts?
1: So look, I think um, uh, there is there is a, a place for research and trying out things, but I would actually take a take a uh, point of view here that given the earlier point I made earlier uh, made made about the economic value uh, that AI could potentially bring, uh, the question, the bigger question I would ask organizations is that uh, if that is the economic value, then what is it that your organization is going to be able to capture, right? Uh, and, and if an organization is, um, is, is not as further along as they should be, then it's very important to understand that what is it that leaders are doing uh, in the space of, um, of leveraging AI to create business value versus uh, versus ones who, who need to re- still uh, you know, move forward on that journey. So I think the the elements that we have found uh, is is that the some of the areas which people are uh, are holding back, or other uh, uh, you know, issues that are holding people back is one. I think there's a fear of the unknown. People don't have a very good sense uh, yet of uh, you know what what exactly is data, um, what what exactly is data and AI for them. What is the value? Um, uh, how can they measure it? Uh, There's potentially also issue about you know what is the starting point? How do they really define their strategy? How do they find the funding? How do they define their use cases? Um, then there is an issue about uh, confusion as to who to work with uh, from a vendor perspective, and also there are issues around uh, enterprise maturity, governance issues, and lack of skills. But if I if I kind of step back and I say you know looking at these uh, areas that could be holding organizations back in terms of leveraging uh, AI, at least the difference we are seeing between leaders and those who have yet to start on their AI journey. Um, I would say there are three uh, uh, ways in which we think uh, uh, an AI leader leadership is required uh, to become an AI leader in your industry. I think there is, there is an element of strategy, there is culture, and there is responsibility. Uh, Look, I think the element of strategy is important because when you make it strategic, and what I mean by strategic, let me explain in a minute. But when you make it strategic, you then get leadership buy-in. And leadership buy-in for something strategic is very important to have that, uh, that focus. And you make something strategic by, uh, by going beyond single use cases. And you often find people talk about use cases of ai uh, you know whether it's for field service or for supply chain management or for some kind of customer service which is fine but i think starting with that use case is important which has an immediate business value but having a view on what does it mean for your end-to-end business process or what does it mean for your function looking forward as to how will AI define or redefine that function or business process. That is also important because then you are tying that, uh, then you are tying it to the strategic intent uh, for the the organization. And that then brings leadership buy-in. So that strategy part is important beyond use cases. The second element is on culture. Uh, Microsoft by itself, we are going through our own journey of becoming a data-driven uh, organization, and we are working across different functions, whether it is finance, sales, customer service, etc., on uh, on ourselves defining what does it mean to be a culture that has uh, that has openness, that has inclusiveness, that has uh, rigor in terms of using data, that is being digital. Uh, and is, is uh, developing, developing that transparency. So I think the culture element, uh, all elements of culture become important and there also leadership plays a role. And the third element, which also I didn't talk about earlier, which is one of the reasons what is holding people back in terms of AI are you know, clear issues around security, privacy and bias. Uh, so even as a get go, even going into your uh, AI journey, uh, going with a sense of responsibility, and we'll talk a little bit more about. Uh, I can I can go into that a little bit more, but uh, understanding the, the 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 elements of what does it mean to be a responsible uh, innovator using AI, and thinking about that in, from the get go uh, becomes important as you think about uh, you know a very business driven um, AI roadmap.
0: Thank you so much for that, and and very. Interesting that you mentioned responsibility, because that of leads to a very burning question and the last one that I had on this, whiz, which is that uh, there's so much of data, right, and, and very massive volumes of data flowing into all businesses regardless of what they do today. And basis that, there's a growing need for individuals to curate the data they collect from the users as well. Uh, Is there a particular piece of advice you would give to entrepreneurs on data ethics while building these data powered or AI powered products?
1: So this element of um, responsibility, which I just uh, referred to, it's something that um, I feel very proud about Microsoft's thinking and maturity in this dimension. And it's been a journey of almost, um, I would say, three plus years, wherein we've been thinking about as data becomes uh, uh, more and more, as you mentioned, uh, mainstream and and intelligence starts to get infused into every product and service. What does it really mean in terms of uh, what is, uh, you know, what uh, what responsibility even means and how do we start, how we define it, uh, what are the principles that we put in place? And how do we use those principles to uh, to bring into practice? So there are a set of, uh, and and I would I would encourage every startup, every organization as they are going down this journey of uh, of, of data and AI and, and and bringing that culture into the organization to also think about these principles. And these are our, these are principles that we have thought about. Clearly, every organization has to define. You know what their uh, what their guiding principles would be, uh, but our principles we have we have defined as uh, as fairness, uh, uh, security and privacy, uh, safety and reliability, uh, and the fourth being inclusiveness, then transparency, and then finally accountability. Um, and i think these six principles and you know having thought about ai use cases across the world in different industry sectors and and, and geographies and different contexts i found that these six principles are a pretty good set of uh, of of topics or issues to think about uh, uh, and and pressure test uh, uh, against um, but the but the other ne- next point i would say is that beyond principles clearly Uh, every uh, organization, whether it is startup or whether it is a large organization in whichever part of their AI journey, then needs to think about, you know, beyond principles, how do I bring them to practice? Um, And that includes uh, things like governance. Uh, In your organization, you may have an ethics committee, you may have a responsible AI officer, uh, you may have some other form of uh, of checks and balances in place. Uh, And then, of course, uh, people like... uh, uh, you know, large organizations and and being part of the society, you also need to get engaged in in policy areas in in uh, in, in the community to to really uh, also spread the uh, the the aspect of the, the thinking and learnings and and share it as part of the community because this is a space that uh, as as a community we need to work together uh, because it's a learning journey for all of us. Now, as a startup, as you look at when I mentioned principles, right? There are uh, a set of tools that are coming out there uh, which are uh, a set sort of tools and guidelines uh, to be able to uh, check for your data for fairness issues are there by bi- hidden biases in your data there are clearly uh, you know tools like interpret ml which are uh, looking for interpretability of models and there are um, differential privacy and many other um, tools coming up in terms of handling data with, by, while keeping privacy issues in mind. So there is there is a rich amount of uh, development and research that's happening across the world, Microsoft included, on the tools and resources that will be required to put some of these responsible AI principles into practice. So do look out for them, because when you imbibe them from the get-go in your journey, uh, then you are uh, going forward on a very sound footing, uh, and you can scale and, uh, and scale with confidence and innovate.
0: Thank you so much for that, and uh, particularly loved the point where you mentioned that a lot of us have to work together on this front, since this is, in some shape or form, a big learning journey for all of us involved in this as well. Um, again, thank you so much for being a part of this conversation, and very glad to have had you on the call.
1: Thank you very much, Chantamur. It's been a pleasure.
0: I hope this was helpful and enjoyable for everyone who tuned in. And please keep watching this space for more. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode of Starting and Scaling AI Ventures. Goodbye.